The Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. Welcome, everybody, back to the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast. We are on a super special edition where we are covering the Star Wars holiday special with some of our great friends from the 30-something movie podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Jason. Jason, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, D. I'm excited to be here and uh, excited to hang out with our buddies from 30-something podcast. We have a plate of Wookiee Ookie cookies right in front of us here. We're jumping on them. And uh, to introduce the 30-something guys, we have John Reed. Hey, how's it going? I, we've got more than four people, and I think we need a bantha rump to feed more than four, don't we? <laughs> if we have hearty appetite, I mean, we have hearty appetites, so, I mean, Pat alone could probably take down one bantha rump. We need Harvey Corman and Drag to come and cook it for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's more Sorry. disturbing is, is him doing the cooking show or the fact that they were eating bantha rump i don't i just i don't know about that any of that i, I don't know what that that yeah <laughs> yes what well, are banthas supposed to be pets or food i know there's that there's that deleted scene i think from the original star wars where luke has the uh the macro binoculars he's like yeah there's there's two banthas i can see one of them now and that oh that one looks tasty look at that <laughs> and i'd like a side of that yeah. hey according to the mandalorian the, the crate dragon really thinks banthas are tasty it's true Man, that show. <laughs> oh, I wish we could talk about that show. Oh. All right. Uh, who you got with us tonight, John? We've got, uh, so I dragged a couple other people here with me. I've got Pat Canigallo. Uh Pat, I think your, your, your background here on Zoom, you're on the Orca, aren't you? That's right. I'm, uh, I've been on the Orca, put out from Amity Island and uh, podcasting ever since. So it's great to be here. This, I mean, huge fan of your guys' show. I mean, it's, it's great. And uh, I know we were saying before we started recording you know it's been a while and it sort of it's been a while but sort of not because I've, I've listened to you guys like you know almost every day i'm listening to one of your episodes so it feels like you know it's just like i just saw you yesterday thanks so yeah, thank you so much feel, for having us here we feel the same way you guys every week it is a joy to listen to you guys get together and hit a movie that's 30 years old oh. yeah thank you guys thank you and i've also got uh, the man the myth the legend dennis matuch over here too Hey, pleasure to be here. Thank you guys for having me and looking forward to this. I just, you guys are all talking about appetites and eating. I have no idea how after uh, watching that you guys have an appetite for at least 48 hours. <laughs> I, I did bring Dennis because I wanted to make sure we had somebody who was a full grown adult when this came on. Um, so, you know, Dennis is, Dennis is really old. He's, you know, what, what are you now, like 60? Wait, didn't you just have a birthday and what was it? Yeah, yeah it was earlier than yours. Okay, so Pat, <laughs> how old are you? Uh, I'm 42. Okay, so you're the youngest. No. No. 45. John's 40. John's 40. I just turned 40. Yep. Happy oh birthday. Gosh, happy birthday, man. Thank I, you. Yeah, happy birthday, John. Yep. An old soul. Now, wait a minute, John. Your birthday is very close to life day. What What are we talking? What day is that? <laughs> it's uh, December 6th. Oh, dang. Well, that was, that was within close. a couple weeks. So. It was close. It was close, yeah. John, you're 40. Dennis, how old are you? Uh, 49. That's okay. I'm 47. So. I'm 45. I'm so I'm, I'm square in the middle of you guys. I yep. just, we were trying to remember what we really remember about watching the Star Wars holiday special. Dennis, did you see this in the original? I, yeah, actually we, we did. We saw it on TV, the actual run. The only thing that I could remember back then 
was I remember the big like kind of like I have a vague memory of the treehouse, the stormtroopers up there, and I remember like uh, you know Han Solo rushing in, and I, I do remember Luke being on there and looking different than he did in the movie. We were just talking, so in, I definitely am old enough to remember going to see Star Wars in the theaters. But yeah. so I'm I was born in '73, so '77 I would be four. But it was released several times, so it was released in '77. It was re-released in '78 and '79. So I'm not sure which. I remember having a C-3PO C-3PO figure in my hand when I went. So it it couldn't have been the original run. I don't know. It's, it's tough trying to put together those memories. But Star Wars yeah. was a hugely important thing in my life. Yeah. It still is really so. Yeah, the original, the actual Star Wars, I did see in the theater. I mean, I because I had four older brothers, so I was in that situation where I was going to get dragged along yeah. to the theater with them. So I saw a lot of movies when I was. Relative, I look back now and I'm like, wow, I saw that when I was like five or six or seven. And you kind of remember it. I do remember having like nightmare dreams a little bit of, over the original Star Wars, just about stormtroopers chasing me through Kmart. Like it was, it was more for the. Yeah, the original, original Star Wars I saw in 81, I would have been like one or two years old, but I know this for a fact because my, and I saw it at home, didn't see it in the theater um, because I was born in 80. My dad, and I remember him telling this, he must've lorded this over us for a while. He must've spent something like $800, $900 on a VCR back in 81. And he only had enough money left over to buy one VHS tape because they were about 80 or 90 bucks a piece at the time. And so he bought the original Star Wars. Um, I still have that VHS tape sitting somewhere in a box i will i won't play it because it'll get ripped to shreds if i do um but yeah i I still have that and that was so that was like my babysitter for a while because my my parents realized if they stuck me in front of the tv and put that on i'm not crawling away i'm not going anywhere i'm locked in so that was that was the start of my star wars love affair okay so on a scale of one to ten with ten being the most nerdy Star Wars fan that you can be and one being you saw one of the movies. Where do you get, where do you guys fall? This, this one goes to 11. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, I, I, that's for me. Yeah. For me, it's, I'm, I'm a 10. If there's something higher than 10, sure. Like I'm the one Bo, if Bo was on here, he would tell you don't play Star Wars trivial pursuit with me. Um, I had a buddy that I went to a, uh, I wanted to go to a Star Wars trivia at a bar that's, that's up uh, in one of the uh, towns up here. And I didn't want to be the, the lonely dork sitting there by myself doing Star Wars trivia. So a friend of mine went with me and he's like, I like Star Wars, but I'm not going to be able to answer any of these questions. And so I, I single-handedly answered every single question right, and, and I won. I mean, I was in a room of like 80 other people. And I, I won just by myself versus these teams of like eight to 10 people. So, and, and I dress my family up. Like we go to the comic book conventions here in Chicago and my, my kids are dressed up. My daughter was the Mandalorian. My wife was uh, Jocasta New, the, the Jedi librarian the last time we went. You know, I've done Luke Skywalker and all this. No, if you, yeah, I go to 11. We'll, we'll put it that way. Okay. Pat, uh, what about you? Well, if if John is a ten, like I I've I've never like been John's in a convention. 11. He just said 11. John, okay, John's eleven. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would I would definitely say like an eight or a nine. Uh, the last like a ten. I mean, how much do I love Star Wars? I would say a ten. As far as like just having that knowledge, I I think it would kind of be an insult to John if I kind of ranked myself in his category of just having that knowledge. So that's that's the only thing that I'd knock myself down a little bit on. Right. Uh, um. But how much do I love Star Wars? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, I remember 
you know, like some of my earliest members playing with the neighbor and like I, ha I had a friend and she would come over and uh, I had, I had dark hair. So I was Han Solo. My friend was blonde. So he was Luke Skywalker. And then I had a friend that would come over and she'd be Princess Leia. I mean, from the earliest memories, I remember having the toys, playing with the toys, grabbing dowel rods or breaking the, the broom part off a broom handle and then taping it up to make a lightsaber. And I mean, doing all those things and just like, like super early memories. Um, it's Star Wars was always a part of it. I, in fact, like one of my earliest, I remember Empire Strikes Back. Um, Cause I was two when Empire came out okay. and I remember being taken to the theater to see it. And my parents deny that up and down, but like, I remember getting freaked out with the, imperial walker scene i mean in that scene still i watch it and it it activates something in the reptilian brain you know i'm just like you know drawn to that but i remember getting like a shoe box like you'd buy shoes and the shoe box you could open it up and it had some little like pieces you could play with and it was like a a little your shoe box became this playset that looked like hoth like it had a little picture of the millennium falcon and you know so i mean all these like super early memories um of of being a kid and playing with that and all that and I mean, it was like Star Wars was always there. You know, you as soon as the books started coming out before when there were only three movies, picking up all the books, reading all the books, talking about it with friends, you know, the idea that there's going to be a prequel series. What? No, really? Well, yeah, look at it, dude. It says episode four. That means there's one, two, like just, I remember spending hours talking about that. And uh, so anyways, I won't get too long-winded, but I would definitely say eight or nine. I mean, I'd say 10, but I can't compare to, to John's level of Star Wars intelligence and, and dedication. So I, I wouldn't want to put myself in his class uh, of that. But love for Star Wars, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely put it up there. All right, Dennis, you're next. Yeah, I mean, I'm very much echoing a lot of what Pat says, especially when John says it's 10 or 11. Now, I would say during when I was younger, when, you know, from New Hope to Empire Strikes Back, when those all originally came out as a kid, I'd be up there with 11 with John. I mean, we had everything we were involved. I mean, it was, it was like, yeah, you were, you were just, you were all in with that and just waiting to do whatever you had to do to get there to see that movie on opening day. We saw, I remember seeing Empire Strikes Back when it first came out, like first day, opening day, waiting in line. Um, and then same thing with Jedi. It was like, we had to see those. Now that I'm, you know, elderly, it's like now you get to the point where with all the other movies, I would say sim similar thing with Pat, where there's people who are still so very diehard about that all the way up to whatever comes out. While I love it at a 10, my knowledge and probably fan qualifications would be probably closer to like the eight. So I'd put it by probably like around an eight. That would be fair. Otherwise, like you said, like, like Pat perfectly said, it's kind of an insult to anybody who's a 10. If you're going to set 10 as the benchmark and John is an 11, I got to go down to about an eight, maybe eight and a half, you know. So you got George Lucas and John as a 10, and then you drop it down just a little bit lower than that. Yeah. John may, may be above George Lucas. <laughs> I don't know that he cares as much about his. George um, Lucas, John, John Favreau. <laughs> Where are you? Okay, so. I'm glad to be here with you guys because I, I know that Jason ranks far above me as well. He's going to put himself in, in, in the same area that you guys are at. So I watched all of the movies and I can tell you things about all of the movies. And when I was a kid, I had Star Wars sheets on my bed and I played with the figurines, but I was not action figures. I say figurines. Figurines. Whatever. <laughs> I, I played with those a little bit, probably as much as I played with the G.I. Joe guys. Um, but it was, 
I don't have the, I don't have the nerd knowledge base on this one. I obviously have it on a whole lot of other things, plenty of nerdness over here, but Star Wars is not my wheelhouse. Um, so I would say I was, I'm probably a five. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, I would say for the original trilogy, I would say I'm a 10, but I drop, I, dr I start dropping after that. So the, the prequels, I was very, I was opening day guy and, you know, very interested in those. I was a little bit let down and, you know, the books and the comics, I kind of fade, but four, five, and six for me, I, I'm, I'm top of the heat probably. So very, very meaningful movies to me. Changed my life. So we, I said we should probably break up the, the conversations that we'll have from time to time by um, doing a little bit of trivia. And my intention was to bring some Star Wars trivia. And Jason actually has the Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, but I forgot mine. But I happen to have 80s and 90s trivia cards in my car. So I, <laughs> I said to Jason, I'm like, this is actually good because I would just fail miserably at the Star Wars trivia. But we will break it up from time to time with some Star Wars trivia and see see if you guys have accurately. Are we ready? Ranked yourself. Yeah, you. I'll let me do one. Let me okay. do the first. All right. Since I'm the guy that doesn't know the Star Wars stuff, I'll be the questionnaire. All right. All right. Okay. What is the first line of dialogue spoken in A New Hope? Mm. <laughs> Okay, Jason has his hand up. He's rung his buzzer. Pat, you have your hand up. And John, do you know it? I think I do. I, you guys had your hands up first, but I think I know it. Okay. I'm going to say I don't know it. Okay, I'm going to say it's C-3PO saying they've shut down the main reactor, will be destroyed for sure. I think it's C-3PO saying, did you hear that? I think I might want to put my hand down. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, I was gonna say I was gonna say they've shut down the main reactor, but I didn't remember the the next part. So I don't remember the portion of it. Portion of it is C three PO saying they've shut I'm, down the main reactor. I would reactor. bet that John is correct on that because I I think that other line comes either more right. like a couple sentences in. I think it's did you hear yeah. that they've shut down the main reactor? Well, that yeah. is the correct answer. Did you hear that they shut down the main reactor? So I don't know who to give credit to on that one because you were close, but I got to say that John got the first at least four words spot on. So I'm going to now. Technically, did R2D2 beep or anything before that? Would that count as dialogue? I don't think so. Oh, maybe. <laughs> was he responding back to him, or was he actually the first line? Yeah, I don't know. Dang, dang it. Okay, well, it's, already, it's, it's already beat me. I mean, I'm done. <laughs> it's it's life. It's life day. It's a group group effort. I mean, we got you know we got. We got the first couple of lines together as a collective thing, so. All right. Well, are we ready to dive into the Star Wars holiday special? Dive into this thing like a pool we didn't know was empty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like we said, this was released on November 17th, 1978. The budget was about a million bucks on this. <laughs> We're laughing already. Yeah, Arthur charged that much? A million dollars. One million bucks in 1978. I mean, what was Star Wars' budget? I mean, it wasn't tons, you know? Oh. <laughs> well, anything that resembled a special effect was all like a like a, like a, a, a grab from the movie. So I don't know yeah. what they spent. They stole a lot of stuff, you know, footage from the original Star Wars on this. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the original, the budget, 
the budget for the original Star Wars movie is 11 million. 11 million bucks, okay. This is at least as 10th a good. It's a 10th as good. Yeah, if Star Wars is a 10, then this is a, a 1, right? Right. <laughs> By the way, this is the worst score I've ever seen on IMDb. It ranks 2.1 <laughs> on IMDb out of 10. I've never seen a score that bad in my life. Wow. Wow. Okay. Have you guys, did I take it that you guys watched the, on YouTube, there's one particular showing of it from a uh, Ohio TV station that's really clear. Yeah. Yes. H-I-O, I believe. Channel 7 in Dayton has this wonderful copy on YouTube. If you haven't seen it yet and you're listening to this and you want to throw away an hour and 37 minutes of your life, check it out on YouTube. It is crystal clear and pretty good quality. Grab a beer. Yeah, the the quality of that one is great, and and having seen this probably like six or seven years ago, this was a second watch for me, or a second like all the way through watch for me, and I will say it was funny, already knowing what I was getting myself into when I started watching this, you know, just a few days ago, when that YouTube video popped up, and it actually starts before the special starts, and it's like, The Incredible Hulk will not be shown tonight, and I'm sitting there going, oh man, Incredible Hulk, I I, I, I don't (laughs) I'd much rather watch that. You put me on the on the Incredible Hulk nerd scale, and I'm I'm a ten, a <laughs> solid ten on the Incredible Hulk. I had when my brother would go get baseball cards, I would only get Incredible Hulk cards. I obsessed over Lou Ferrigno. I watched every movie he was in, even the ones that were well, they were all bad. But um, yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the question the question is, D, when you walk out of a room, do you have the Lonely Man theme queued up on your phone to play? <laughs> I put my head down and then I there you go. pull it up and roar. Do do people not want to make you angry? They wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Okay. When his eyes turn pale blue, just run for the hill. <laughs> All right. So this was uh, broadcast on a Friday right around Thanksgiving. Uh, like we said, November 17th, 13 million people watched this. It finished second behind the love boat. Let's be specific. 13 million people watched about the first hour <laughs> of this. And then there was a unanimous click heard around the world as people <laughs> turned their TV dial to some other channel besides CBS. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. As if, it's as if a million voices suddenly cried out in terror. <laughs> suddenly silenced. I got that reference. I got it. <laughs> This one started off, it was a pitch by CBS to Lucas, and they wanted to do it, and Lucas saw this as an opportunity to make more money with the action figures and other merchandise. Um, And so, but their plan was to do a, like a combination of Star Wars and a variety show, because in the 70s, variety shows were the thing, right? You had uh, the Carol Burnett show, and you had like... Hee haw! There were a bunch of the Mandrell sisters. Yeah, yeah. There were a ton of those kind of variety shows, but actually, by 1978, people had kind of gotten tired of them. So it was a really dated idea that they decided to go ahead with anyway. Well, and, and frankly, I mean, you, you guys are probably going to mention this, but frankly, on paper, this it looks like this should have been fine. Like they had, they had some pretty good talent lined up for this. I mean, they had Art Carney. I mean, they had Harvey Corman. They, I mean. Yeah, on, on okay, paper. When you, when you said on paper, you meant cast. I wanted you to make sure that not writing, because when you talk no, about no, 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 yeah. Exactly. No, the, oh, the writers. No, I think the writers. 
And I think I the writers, like if I read this like a screenplay, I am I'm lost. Like, yeah, no, I, oh, the writers, I think, in fact, some of the writers even admitted that they were coked out of their minds when they made this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the the um, the original script actually sounded like it might have been pretty good. Like Lumpy disappears and they're trying to track him down. That sounded like it might have been a little bit more interesting story than waiting for Godot. I mean, waiting for Chewbacca. <laughs> um, Chewbacca deadbeat dad, right? Okay, so that brings me to my I, next point. This is... This is something where I'm just like, how do we have a guy who is working as a smuggler, as his job, as the family man who has a kid and a wife and a dad at home? And he's got a nice house, too. Like, I mean, yeah. I thought these guys were barely scraping by. And I mean, he's living in what I would consider a treehouse. It's, it's that spice money. I'm Jason, I'm really glad to hear you say that because I thought for uh, um, when you said dead be dead, like I thought, oh man, I'm watching this with too modern of a lens. I got to keep a lid on this tonight. I don't want, but then I watched that. That's kind of what I kept thinking was he's, is that his kid or is that his little brother? Like, I don't, and then, and then, yeah, I, I don't know that I bumped on that as well. Pat, don't answer this question, but how do you feel about Superman and Superman Returns? Oh, I'm with I'm with you. I know where I'm with you. <laughs> One of the cool things about the Star Wars Holiday Special from 1978, you actually do get Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford as Han Solo. You get Carrie Fisher with the buns. You get <laughs> Peter Mayhew the hair buns. Let's talk. And then hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she had very nice buns. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Fisher had nice buns back then. For sure by Return of the Jedi. Well, okay. <laughs> Peter Mayhew is Chewbacca. You have Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Kenny Baker, for whatever reason. Not there. Not there. They used the remote control R2-D2. and So his introduction was R2-D2 as, as himself. R2-D2, right. And then you have James Earl <laughs> Jones. Who was, did not. Yeah, he did not get credit in the original Star Wars. That's right. So this is the first time that you hear that Darth Vader is James Earl Jones. Huh. Yep. Wow. So that, to me, as a kid, I mean, even as an adult, that part of me, where I want to absorb anything from A New Hope, right? Anything from A New Hope. I loved, particularly I loved The Muppet Show with Mark Hamill in it. Yeah. Stuff like that, as a kid, I love that stuff. Anything extra I can get my hands on was awesome and these segments are bad but it is those characters you know yeah yeah i mean they are still their characters except that luke for some reason here's the thing so luke can speak he's good buddies now for some reason with chewbacca's extended family i can't figure oh, yeah, that yeah. part out like yeah. not only he close with them like knows their personality like they've spent months and months together but he also speaks their language <laughs> until you get to the cartoon where CP where C3PO says, well, you need me to go with you so that I can translate what Chewbacca says. I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't we just see him talking in the Chewbacca language to he was doing straight. It's No, because it's what it is, is Luke is playing a prank on Chewie. He absolutely knows how to speak the Wookiee language. It's just Chewie. He won't talk to <laughs> 
Well, and it's funny that you mentioned, you know, that feeling of, okay, all the stars were in there. And I, I get what you're saying. I mean, that that's definitely like, wow, they they got those. I mean, I kind of get the feel when when watching this, it's almost like watching a, uh, like an episode of Saturday Night Live, right? Where they'll do a spoof on, you know, they'll get the guest in and then they'll do a spoof on whatever movie that guest was in where, you know, the costumes are, oh, those look like the costumes from the movie, but they're just a little bit more silly. Or they'll have the action from the movie, but it's a little bit more silly. And so that's kind of the lens that I, st- I, I kind of fell into as I'm like, oh, dude, because I'd never seen this before. You know, I, I watched it uh, watch just it within the last day or so. And I'm like, I, I did. Because I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't want to go on the podcast and be like <laughs> the guy that reads the first chapter of the book and then tries to do the book discussion. So I like went all the way through. And the only thing that carried me through was just think of it like you would like sitting there watching like Saturday Night Live, just not funny. And that's kind of what it was, was it, it was the variety show. And it had that flavor of Saturday Night Live where they're falling into their routines, but they're looking at the cue cards, right? The, the, the sets are, are kind of made with a, a little bit of that campy thing, um, that campy feel. But you're excited because it's like, oh, wow, Harrison Ford is hosting Saturday Night Live tonight. Or right. Mark, and now all three. So that, it was kind of a, I kind of got that vibe from it. And maybe that was just a survival tactic of my brain. I'm not sure. But that was kind of what I felt watching, the, watching this. And and then you start watching and you realize it's mid '80s Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like let's let's just let's set the Wookiee's house on fire once this season is done. Okay, I made a reference a few minutes ago. I probably should explain it. If you've never seen this holiday special, it it revolves around Mala, who is Chewbacca's wife, Itchy, who is Chewbacca's dad. And Lumpy, who is Chewbacca's son. They actually have better Wookiee names, but that's what they call him on the show. Yes. Yeah. They it, they explained it later. I, the thing about this. Okay. So one of the variety shows that was out at the time was this thing that probably nobody remembers called Shields and Yarnell. Yes. And so they got writers from Shields and Yarnell because it was like a mime couple. And so, you know, hey, we're going to be doing writing for people or for Wookies that don't speak so this seems like the right writing folks but that wasn't who they ended up with ultimately they ended up with pat proft who he wrote hot shots scary movie real genius and then bruce valanche who he you know who he is hollywood squares yes hollywood squares all the time he was a part of the adam sandler zohan thing and he would write for comic relief and the the oscar shows so with those guys in tow you'd think hey this is going to be a well-written thing with mark hamill harrison ford and george lucas kind of kind of doing the story yeah and you get art carney who is a comedic actor i really wish he had done this part as ed norton that would have been the best if he had, <laughs> if he had just been just that would have been fantastic. <laughs> oh man! And here's the thing: he, his character, was originally supposed to be Lando. <laughs> I I heard this. He was yeah. like he was, and they they obviously watered it down, but his. His character was supposed to be not involved in like trinket trade, but like human trade. And so you can see the similarity of Lando's character. But 
you can also see the similarity in how he's macking down on Mala when he comes in, <laughs> like old Billy D. Williams would mm. be. Done. Yeah, that was. I mean, that there were. I did. I'm sure we're probably gonna get more into this, but good lord, there were some really awkward, really awkward scenes, awkward comments, awkward looks. I, in fact, that the, the scene you're talking about when he comes in and he's talking to Mala, either on that first one with the view screen when he's talking to her, and he has like the worst possible secret code ever. Um, what was that? What he's he's trying to explain yeah, to like, that, uh, yeah, that, that you know that shaggy carpet that you ordered. Um, um, I know what you're calling. It's it's on its way. It's going to arrive at your house. Um, you know, just, there was a little woman like four planets away. She did it by herself. In fact, you might say she did it by hand. Solo, <laughs> which is why Billy D. Williams pronounces his name wrong in all of the oh, yeah. right. But yeah, I mean, you've, you've got those scenes where there's just these awkward looks, and and kind of when he first came in, you know, in person to the house, and the way he was looking at and talking to Mala, I'm like, dude, it's Chewbacca's wife. I mean, I know he's not around, but then the first thought that jumped in my head—this is how twisted it was. The first thought that jumped in my head was Rizzo the Rat from Muppets Take Manhattan going, "Have you ever considered interspecies dating?" <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of that, I mean, our yeah. Carney's all over Mala. Princess Leia's kind of got her hands all over Chewbacca through uh, during the red robe ceremony, and obviously. Uh, itchy is very into <laughs> human females as well. Since Diane Carroll is just a projection of his own imagination, should we just talk about that? Should we just well, I think into that? it's. I mean, it's never quite explained exactly what Life Day celebrates. So, and and we don't see. I don't think we see the full ceremony. I'm starting to think that maybe like there's a password to get into Life Day that you know only Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman know about, and uh, everybody's uh, wearing yeah. masks and Thanks, yeah, right. yeah. Okay, so Pat, I want to get your take <laughs> on this. Okay, this is your first time to watch it. When you saw the virtual reality that Art Carney hooks up Itchy with, what yeah. You Oh man, I'm sitting there thinking, well, I'm sitting there trying to remember like, cause the VR, the kid could get into the VR too, right? And Itch, Itchy was the dad. Itchy's the dad. Yeah, the dad. Itchy's the dad. It's like, well, first of all, like I could just think like, they can't be going there. And then it was just like, no, I, I, I think they're going there, Pat. Like I'm talking to myself and it's <laughs> just really like. They don't leave you with any doubt. No, they, they really don't. And then I'm like, well, dude, <laughs> this, this is the seventies. So, but I mean, it was like, Okay, so I'm just imagining, okay, we're at the family get-together, and dad needs to escape, so he's going to take the VR in the back room, and all of a sudden, this gal appears on screen, dancing out of the mist. It was sort of like the little fairy creatures, right? It was sort of, and then it's like, all your desires, and all your this, and all your dreams, and I was kind of half listening to this thing, and it was like, excited. yeah, I mean. Experience me, yeah. Pat. <laughs> right it's 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna quote i'm gonna quote john's favorite movie and i'm sorry john because you know you're gonna want to go off on the quotes there but uh when he's like good morning vietnam and they're doing the re they're doing the reviews for when the lieutenant tries to take over the show and it was like the review was and he looks at it and, and he says uh you stink eat a bag of you know such and such and he goes, this review is pretty explicit sir not too much gray area in that one as soon as they got to that scene where all of a sudden the gal sitting there and what are your deepest what are desires or urges? I'm just like, that's pretty explicit. There's not too much gray area. They're, they're going for 
what they think. And then I was like, was this a TV show? Like, what the heck is going on? So that was my reaction. And then, then I knew what was going on. And, and I'm wondering how many, I'm wondering how many parents in 1978, I wonder how many parents are watching this with their kids. Hey kids, Star Wars, gather around the TV. Oh, let's yeah. Talk. And then this scene starts and the parents are like, no play. What is, um, kids, why don't you go, go get daddy another drink in the kitchen real quick. Let's leave the room. <laughs> in my house, I sure. have, I have heard from multiple sources that, that it was their intention, the writer's intention to make oh, this soft pork, soft core porn that they could get into a TV show in prime time. And I've heard it from several places, but I have not heard why. Why would you do that? What, I mean, <laughs> what possible motivation could you have? Uh, I was just going to say, cocaine. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, one of the writers and producers was it Mitzi Welch, I think had said I think she was the one quoted as saying, yeah, we just we wanted to try to get in some softcore porn into the uh, as we wanted to see as far as we could push it. Like, what could we get into this holiday special? And I'm sitting there thinking I'm reading this quote. And I'm sitting there thinking there are at least seven things wrong with that sentence. <laughs> How much of this can we get into that holiday special? Yeah. Well, OK. All right. Based yeah. on a kid's movie. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is I would say that that's not the worst thing about the special. For me, the nine and a half minutes of Wookiees talking with no <laughs> subtitles yep. was worse. Right. <laughs> Which I can understand. Somebody says, no, listen, Chewbacca doesn't have subtitles. So the Wookiee talk doesn't have subtitles. Well, yeah, that's great. But Chewbacca always had someone with him who could respond in such a way that you knew what he said. Mm -hmm. nine and mm -hmm. a half minutes of them running around the house. And here's yeah. the thing. Here's what we found out. This thing was supposed to only be an hour long, but when the, when advertisers found out it was coming out, there were so many people begging to be on board. They decided to stretch it to basically a two hour special. And that's why you have so much time that you're just staring at the screen going, what what in the world? Why would anybody want to watch this? Who thought this was a good idea? And, and I remember reading that they told George Lucas at the time, because it was his idea to focus it around Chewbacca's family. And I remember reading something somewhere that they're like, um, okay, George, this Wookiee's talking for extended periods. It, it's not going to work. It's like, yes, Chewbacca can do it without, without subtitles. But that's because Chewbacca is not standing there giving like Mark Anthony's speech from Julius Caesar. You know, he's, he's not. It's, it's not a soliloquy. It's it's he talks and Han responds, or somebody else, or C three PO translates. Or and, I, and from my understanding, like that was that was almost the extent of George Lucas's participation was to basically say, okay, fine, do this thing, and hey, I think you should do it um, using Chewbacca's family as the focal point, and that's just. Yeah, it's and it's and it's painful. It's painful, and it and it bothered me so much when I read. I was like, when I watched this for the first time, I, I didn't really look up to see who like the producers were and the and the costume design and everything else. And then when I did finally look that up, and I was like, good, these Wookie costumes—they look terrible. Like Itchy just looks like Archie Bunker version of Chewbacca, and the the sounds are just terrible in this i mean it sounds lumpy every once in a while sounds like you know when when et is kind of chittering and running around and, and doing that kind of stuff yeah. and then i looked yeah. it up and it's it's stan winston did the creature designs yeah. and it was ben burt did the sound you know from yeah. the, the star wars movies and i'm sitting there going what happened to you guys 
Yeah. Why did you let it? Was it? Was it the? Well, yeah. 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 There it is. They, they were powdering, powdering their nose during every commercial break. They had been before. Yeah. Okay. So, so George Lucas had a little bit of involvement with it before. He had he had come. He had watched dailies, and the the original director was actually a guy that went to USC with him. It was a guy named David Akomba, and after like. Two days of shooting, he was like, I can't. Forget this crap. Yeah, this is terrible. I can't get along with the producers. And so they brought in this guy named Steve Binder. Now, Steve Binder had done a couple of really big, like he did the Petula Clark TV special, which was in 1968, which was a huge deal because it was like she was singing a a duet with Harry Belafonte and touches his arm as part of the singing. Well, in 1968, apparently that was a huge deal and people were like, executives were like, we can't show this in the South. People will lose their minds. A white woman touching the arm of a black man and basically they did it anyway. And so it was a bit, he was a big part of that. And then he was also part of the Elvis Presley 68 comeback special, which was huge because nobody knew who the crap, I mean, I said nobody knew. People didn't recognize Elvis anymore. 68, he had lost all his fame and that really was a big comeback special for him. But the only information that he got from George Lucas was the Wookiee Bible. That's it. That's all he had. That's just, you know, just the details of how they should look and behave, and that's all he's got going for him. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of talent involved in this show. It just didn't come together. There was no real oversight. Yeah. George Lucas. I think, he, I think you guys missed the quality acting with the eyes. Like, you knew what she was feeling. <laughs> Just by the long, slow close-up that they held on her face for so long, like she really missed and loved Chewbacca, and she was. She did. Really, you can. You look at that picture. I don't know why you need subtitles for that. I mean, anybody who's had their, you know, this <laughs> someone they love can identify, and I think that's what they're banking on. Um, as far as uh, as far as John saying with the the, the costumes, I, immediately I, I did watch this with my seventeen-year-old son, which was hilarious because it was kind of like. <laughs> but, um, he, he was excited about it at first because I started watching it, and then I said. I brought it up and he's like, oh, really? There was a special set. We started watching. I said, yeah, you're going to sit down and you're going to watch this. So we started watching it literally on the TV because we had it pulled up through uh, Apple TV or whatever. The quality looked really good. So we might have had the version that you had. Um, but it looked like Dr. Zayas from the Planet of the Apes. That was like lumpy, like a young Dr. Zayas. <laughs> and then if anybody's ever seen uh, the Nairobi trio from, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the TV guy, Ernie Kovacs. That's what Itchy reminded me of. You, you said a cross between kind of Archie Bunker, but if you look at the costumes, if you just type in Nairobi trio, black and white pictures might not look as good, but that mask, just his face and his lip, it just looked absolutely horrible. So yeah, it was- As Wookiees age, their bottom lip grows. <laughs> I, like pulled up over it, like, yeah, it was-, it was yeah. And it I, You know what? I, I'm sorry, I, I just have a quick question. You know, Dennis, you, I, I'm curious, you know, some of the stuff we were just talking about, you remember seeing this, and, and I guess I, I'm curious, like, did at any point when you were watching this, did you get like, this isn't, like as a kid, this isn't good, or like that scene where the, the mystic lady appeared out of the VR, did that get awkward for you? And then flipping forward, when you watched this with Hunter, did you bump on any of those things? Like, oh, this is not going the direction that I want to, like, if you don't mind me asking, I'm just curious. No, no, that's fine. I mean, I'm honestly, like, I started watching it prior, like a couple days ago, like a few days ago on my own. And then when it got to the weird bits and pieces, I was just like, whoa, this, I, like, I'm not, but I still, for the podcast, I need to watch the thing. (laughs) That's when it was like, all right, 
So it was put on hold. And then with Hunter sitting there watching it, my son, it was, we're, we're eating kind of dinner and watching this. And, and as it's going, is just looking at his reactions. I mean, I knew what to expect already, like a lot of it, because I was like, I was like, no, this is weird. Like it gets weird. And it was getting weirder and weirder. I will be honest. I can't say that I saw the whole entire version this time, because as this went on to keep him watching, I had to fast forward through any of the musical numbers. <laughs> skip ahead a little bit. I was like, all right, people are singing and dancing. Skip ahead a little bit. All right, we're back with what that number's done. And then we go into the, So anytime it kind of kicked into a musical number, we kind of like okay. went through. We skipped a little bit ahead. But I did get enough of the, the weird, you know, that weird vibe too. But um, okay. Yeah. And then the B. Arthur song, just, yeah, it was just like, once we're out of that, that felt like a total Muppet song skit. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, that was bizarre and a little creepy with... Uh, with Harvey Corman coming in. I'm like, they really got Harvey Corman to like play as many parts as they could in this. They like, I think he was the bulk of that million dollar budget there. And that's yeah. why <laughs> he what? was, he was on the, just for who, anybody who doesn't know, Harvey Corman was on the Carol Burnett show, which was one of those variety shows. Uh -huh. And he was, he was the fourth funniest person yeah, on that show out of a cast of five or six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was good in Blazing Saddles. Yeah. But my, I, what I'd heard is he was kind of a prima donna on that show. And so this was probably a, hey, I'm in the new Star Wars special. Ha ha ha. And I'll yeah. be pouring drinks in the top of my head and be a four-armed <laughs> cook. One of the funny, uh, one of the funny uh, things that we were saying, like, uh, as we're watching it, my son's like, so is this the first one? Is this the first one? Like, he was like thinking, was this before the, and I go, what do you mean the first one? He goes, he goes, you know, the one, be was this before, did this come before New Hope? And I'm like, this was the first one. If this was the first one, there wouldn't be a second one. So. Yeah, that's right. 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 Absolutely. There's no way anybody would have. I think people, did, I, I will say that I would be interested to see how many people did stick with it for the whole time. Because when you said that, a lot of people would have clicked off. I actually don't think so because there's enough clips of like the live action. And then when you see Luke and you, you're, you're just, it kind of keeps you just enough to where you're about to turn it off. But you're hoping that this is going to get better and it's going to make sense. They give you enough of a little bit of, oh, Han Solo's in it. So he hasn't, we haven't seen him yet. Or, you know, like you're thinking someone else is going to come in and make this better. And it's all of a sudden going to take off. Like that's what I, you kind of keep thinking. <laughs> well, and you you say you say Han Solo is in it, but every time I saw Harrison Ford on screen, I I, I looked at his face. I'm like, I know that look. I know that's the look my 13 year old has when we have to sit on the couch and do the family Zoom once a week. He doesn't want to be there. That's what that look is. I was thinking, you know how he wanted to be killed off? I think this is the reason he wanted to ask character. character. <laughs> I'm like this probably did it. Like at this point, he's like, shit. I Look, look, George. I'm George. I'm really excited about the uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back, but um, yeah, after the holiday special, I I need you to kill my character. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That does it for this part. We're going to be back tomorrow with part two of the Star Wars holiday special. Be sure and go subscribe to the Thirty Something Movie Podcast, and also, of course subscribe to our podcast. We will see you tomorrow.